and welcome to the first episode of Retrovaniacs of 2023. Mm. As always, though, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with both Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. Now, before we get started on both the game we're going to cover today, which is Page Master for the Super Nintendo and Genesis, mm. and before we talk about even what we've been doing for the last month, I do want to bring up that we did not put any episodes out in December, which was not the plan. Mm. Um, I did post something to our patrons to kind of explain the situation, but just basically, uh, December is a busy month. Uh, all of us have, you know, new jobs, new things going on, uh, new, new families to deal with. It was, it was a very busy month, and then after... Uh, you know, I managed to get COVID at the end of February, of, uh, at the end of, mm. Jesus, I managed to get COVID like in the middle of November and pretty much we've just been cycling diseases through my house ever since. So it just, it's been pretty miserable, but uh, we are back. Our goal in 2023 mm -hmm. is not to make any more of these major delays. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing that up is that if you are a Patreon, uh, we did not charge you for January. So January 1st came through, there was no charge on the Patreon. We will not be charging anybody until February 1st. So my goal for this year. We're at, we're at like 70-ish patrons. I would love to break 100 patrons this year. And I don't want to bring oh, it up yeah. every show and, and and beg people to do it. So I'm doing it now at the start of the year. And we'll, we'll always you know kind of mention it so people know it's there. But basically, if you're interested at all in our bonus shows, which there are two or three per month. There's three per month right now. Um, but mm -hmm. historically, there have been two or three. Um, if you join the Patreon now to check it out and you decide, you know what, I... I just I don't like this this show that much. I don't think it's worth it. You can unsubscribe before February first, and you won't get charged. I don't. I would hate to even bring this up, but I really want to see if we can hit that hundred patron mark uh, or higher. So you know, if you're interested in our Patreon, joining it now gets you access to all the previous shows, and you can get the new ones we're putting out this month. And then if you're like, you know what, guys, you're just not my cup of tea, but I still like your show enough to listen to the other, the two free shows. Great, go ahead and do that. But anyway, uh, links in the the uh, the description of the podcast. But now. We haven't talked to each other in basically a month. So what have you been playing, Billy? Oh, man. Well, you forgot the, the, the most important thing about joining our Patreon. It's not the bonus shows. We'll, we'll be your best friend. Oh, that's true. And, that's, and yeah, everyone likes friends. So yeah. yeah, everybody. Yeah. Can't get enough of them. Uh, what have I been playing? I, I snatched up by surprise. I was, I was given a, a shiny new. It's not very shiny, though, honestly. A PS5. And so I, uh, I initially just, I, I, you know, I've, I've got that, uh, that PlayStation now, or I don't know, it's PlayStation play, uh, whatever the merged thing is. I don't know what they call it nowadays, but I, I pay for it every month. Um, when you can tell how my finances are, I don't know what it is, but I pay for it. <laughs> um, but I have, uh, I, I went and I downloaded and they, there's a, a large amount of the, the games I wanted to play on the, the PlayStation 5 that are there on that, that service. So I, uh, which it turns out are just a lot of upgraded versions of PS4 games and Demon's Souls, which, you know, in and of itself is upgraded version of a, a former game, which is, is amazing. Uh, I played through it a good bit, but I, I, I've been up in space with the games I've been playing. I've been playing that Returnal on, uh, on PS5. Uh, which it was billed to me as like a Dark Souls in space. I, I can kind of see it. Um, I I am enjoying it, and that's one of those that people seem to really be split down the middle on. Um, it it has some problems, but it doesn't have things that I enjoy. So I'm liking it so far, and and my son, of all people, thank God this. I think it's the first Christmas that my son has had a part-time job. And you know what that means? It means he, he purchased his old man some damn presents this year. 
Couldn't believe it. About knocked me out of my chair. Uh, he picked up that Callisto protocol for me. Uh, so I am, oh, it's grimy as hell. This game is filthy. Uh, you, it, it's one of those, I think if you play it for just a little bit, you, you got a strong desire to hit the showers. Just the environment is just down and dirty. I stated on the Discord that this game finally overtook from the Silent Hill series uh, the award of filthiest goddamn video game toilets I have ever seen. Uh, these are down and dirty. The game is too, and and I enjoy it. Um, I know I don't think it lived up to expectations. I don't know if that's because there were too many expectations. Um, I can see what some of the complaints. Once again, I can see what the complaints were, uh, but it's hitting that sweet spot for me. Uh, so I've been I've been playing those two just just a lot and just trying out other games, you know, kind of kind of here and there, just playing through a few things, um, you know, doing a little bit of multiplayer. So we had people over for the holiday season, going back to some old favorites like you don't know Jack and Jackbox, fucking drawful, things like that. Uh, been playing a lot um, when, when, when time allows, just having to squeeze it in. I'm hoping to get a lot more time. Uh, just in general, uh, gaming on here, uh, recording, everything. A little bit more time uh, now that the new year has kicked in. And, you know, there's not really any reason to talk to family anymore right now or or look at them or anything like that. Well, I, I thought I'd have a lot more time between Christmas and New Year's. I, you know, I was off. I didn't have, we were supposed to go to Georgia. That trip got canceled because we were all kind of in and out of being sick. So we were just home. And I thought mm -hmm. I'd have a lot more time to play games. But, as I have two younger children who do not have part-time jobs and did not buy me gifts, um, I bought them Damn. gifts. So they, you know, they got a handful of new games. So we have the new Kirby, mm -hmm. Sonic Frontiers, uh, the Pokemon Scarlet, and uh, the, the the Wii Sports, which actually, or well, Wii Sports, Switch Sports, or whatever. We haven't even opened that yet. Can, that's... can I ask you? Do, do your kids just and you know this was a phenomenon with my son when he was young do your kids just happen to get video games that you're interested in also they do uh it's a nice it's a nice bonus uh, of having children mm -hmm. you can buy them games you're slightly interested in uh like i wasn't going to pay for <laughs> sonic frontiers for myself but now i can try it out and give it a shot but because mm -hmm. uh they have all these games they've been using the main tv so i can't use the ps4 or the switch they're on it all day long Damn. Uh, which is great Damn. i'm glad they're not on um on Roblox all day, even though they're still playing a ton of that. But they are using the TV, mm -hmm. so it means that I did not play as many games as I thought it would, or at least none of the new stuff that I thought I'd be buying or, or checking out. Instead, I've been relegated to the basement. And one of the things I did when I had COVID is I went through and started playing on my Xbox 360 and my Wii U and all the systems that were down mm -hmm. in the basement. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the last, uh, honestly, since since Thanksgiving, I've been playing through all the Pikmin games to get ready for Pikmin 4 this year. Oh, boy. And, uh, and so I'm playing through Pikmin 2. I've actually finished the main the main game, I've gotten all the items, so I've gotten 100% of the game itself, and I'm going through all the challenges, trying to perfect all the challenges. I, I never do that for a game. I never 100% a game anymore. That's not something I do as an adult. I just don't have time. I'd love to. I just mm -hmm. have a million games I want to play, so I haven't done it. I'm doing it with this game, and I, I did it with Pikmin 1, because there's Damn. not that many things to do in Pikmin 1, other than get all the items and finish the game. Uh, mm. I, I love it. I even played through all of Hey Pikmin on the on the 3DS, and oh my God. I love that game, too. I'm very excited for Pikmin 4. It's probably my game of 2023, even though it has yeah. not been delivered yet. But I, that's all I played, a ton of Pikmin, and I restarted Etrian Odyssey again for like the 10th, 20th time so that I can sit upstairs in my 3DS. Um, but, mm -hmm. but you know, I've also played a lot of the games we're going to be talking about, which we didn't get to work on. So that was most of my time. But Jeremy, did you have any time to play anything other than the game we're going to talk about today? Uh, no, not really. I, I started back to work in late November, so I 
I've just been getting back in the groove of actually being able to work all day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. usually by the time I get off work around like five o'clock, I'm pretty much done with the day and and mm-hmm. sitting around and playing video games is is usually not an option. But I did the, in the last few weeks, I've started to get my energy back more. And plus right. with like the vacation days and stuff, I, I sat down and I, I got back into Final Fantasy fourteen a little bit. I still need to go through the, the previous expansion. And I also played uh, the High on Life, which is it's it's on Xbox. Game oh, Pass. yeah. And that's a that's weird the, one. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it, that's the game that's made by like the Rick and Morty guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it's it's I I like it. <laughs> It's very subjective humor, you mm-hmm. know. I, it's if you like that stuff, then you know you're you're gonna like this. But if the mm-hmm. the whole Rick and Morty humor isn't your thing, and even then, like it's it's almost taken down a level from that, which you know, if you can believe, it's um, it's it's fun, but it can get it can be a bit much. It is like the modern day Gex because your gun is like Ooh. always talking. <laughs> <laughs> like just about you can actually set it so it's not so talkative but i've left it on maximum hilarity um so it just basically say, says everything or says something mm-hmm. after everything i do and it's 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 fun it's a very simple fr- uh, first person shooter uh, but it's got a lot of interactivity to it as far as like the people you can talk to and everything and there it's very hit or miss sometimes with with what yeah. they do but man when it does hit it's it's actually pretty funny at times but i'm gonna keep it's, playing it's a, it's a banging ass soundtrack yeah there are <laughs> some incredible tracks on there that i think the one where you're in like that jungle area yeah oh yeah, that's where i'm at tremendous i i just hung out there extra long <laughs> without moving because the fucking gun starts talking I was I was surprised with the the boss that I fought so far. Like it's, you know, it's it's a little bit more in depth than like the Borderlands mm-hmm. bosses of just shooting yes. them forever. Like you yeah. know, this one had you like jumping around on like the hooks because you got like mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. you know thing that pulls you around, and it's it's interesting. It's a neat little game. Again, if you're into humor, it, there's there's not too many games that actually does humor well. And I'm not saying this one does it well, but it's still <laughs> there's a lot of t- there's a lot more times where I laughed than when I didn't. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a uh, it's it's pretty fun, especially if you're on Xbox Game Pass. I don't know if I'd pay sixty bucks for this thing, but it is it's it's fun for what it is. Well, you mentioned that that was a game that involved jumping on hooks. The game we're going to talk about today, a patron requested game, it also involves jumping on hooks along with ropes and pirate ships and all these other things. We're going to be talking about Page Master for the Super Nintendo and Genesis, a patron request. So as we mentioned at the start of the show, this is a patron-requested episode, and the patron request that is Troncats, who's with me now. Welcome to the show, Troncats. Hey, how's it going? I think it's going pretty well. I uh, None of us had played this game before. Uh, I, I'm assuming this is a game you had played when you were younger or you were a fan of the movie, so why is this the game uh, that, that you thought Retrovanius has to cover this? It was an absolute favorite growing up. I didn't have many games. I got a lot of hand-me-down stuff, and... Um... This was in a box with a comic zone and cool spot that a cousin Eric gave me. And um, 
it be, quickly became a favorite that we played all the time. And I just remember it as a kid being extremely hard to play and um, replaying it now as an adult. I found out that, yes, it is hard, but not because it's just a hard game, because the controls are absolutely garbage. Now, I know you wanted us to cover the Genesis version. Um, normally, I try to find that and, and make it work, but I found uh, through the means that we play some of these games that every version I found was uh, corrupted and could not play. So I, we're playing the Super Nintendo version, which I looked online. It's exactly the same game as far as how it looks and what the mechanics are, but the controls may feel a little different. So I did notice that it was, uh, and we're going to talk about it in, in more in general with the other guys, but it, it's a little bit floaty, uh, mainly landing on enemies' heads for the ones you can, or on the enemies' tops, I guess, for the, the enemies you can destroy that way, was very difficult. Um, but otherwise, I, I thought it controlled okay. Floaty, but not terrible. Yeah, but the Sega Genesis, it because that's what I just replayed it on not that long ago, about a week or two ago, and it really made it, the entire game feel like an ice level. Yeah, it was it, just flipping. <laughs> Super Nintendo has the same the same issues, especially if you're doing like um, in, in the first area specifically where you have to jump on the really thin books. Uh, I, I found it very very difficult to land on those on purpose. Yeah, that and they, it, I, I didn't like the fact that there's some books you can jump on, other ones you, you can't jump on it because it's flying. So for some reason that makes that book invincible, and there's a lot of quirks to that game for sure. Yeah, it, it's a lot of trial and error. I mean, we're going to get into the, the specifics of it. I think it's kind of misleading. You play the first few levels of this game, and it's not quite what you think it is at the start. You know, when, when I first started playing this, I was kind of like, this is the most standard platformer I've ever played. It's not bad. It's just very standard. But the, it does mix things up. Um, there, there's definitely a lot to talk about um, for how it mixes those things up. And I don't want to say it all now, because then we'd have nothing to talk about the rest of the episode. But it's, we're definitely going to talk about it. Was there something specifically that this game does that you, you know, I know you just said you replayed it, that maybe you noticed that you either were uh, like, oh, yeah, I forgot how cool this is. Or is there something you played it again? And you're like, other than the control that you were like, uh, I totally forgot about this. And I wish I would have. <laughs> Um, I did forget that it was pretty much a one-hit kill. I mean, if you didn't have one of the items, then that was a, a fast way to end your run quick, was just getting hit one time. But overall, I really, the setting of the game was what really got me, especially when I was younger. I just, that whole aesthetic in the beginning of being like in a dungeon and then going to the fantasy world and just seeing the uh, different books come to life was great for me. And I actually didn't even know it was a movie until probably six, seven years after owning the game. So, Well, I wouldn't have known I was, if I didn't look it up. And I, I, we had never seen the movie. I, did you eventually watch the movie? Is this a good version of what the movie does? Um, Actually, the game has nothing to do at all with the movie other than a couple characters. And I mean... Yeah, rewatching the movie, it had you know Macaulay Colgan, and um, it was um not my favorite movie, but it wasn't terrible. But I definitely liked the concept, especially when I was younger, of you know being able to travel in books and books coming to life. Well, yeah, I, I liked the settings. I, I thought it was interesting for that reason. I mean, again, you have to kind of get far enough to see the switch in settings. Um, and the fact that you can revisit levels, I, I always like when the games let you do that, although there is kind of a cap on that here uh, for what you can revisit. But you can definitely revisit while you're in that same book uh, to try to find everything. Now, did you ever manage to finish this game the proper way and find all the library cards? Um, I never found all the library cards. And the one time that we had beaten it together with... It was my brother and my cousin, Eric, and 
the one time we beat it, we got the ending, and come to find out now, there are two endings, I guess, a good and a bad ending. So yeah, I, I never got the good ending. <laughs> well, the, the difference in the, between the good ending and the bad ending is literally a message it gives you at the end of the game. Uh, it does not change. It's not like there's a secret set of levels or anything else, so you didn't really miss out other than uh, to, to complete the game in basically one sitting. Uh, you have to finish this game uh, without continuing. You have to finish this game without uh, putting in a password. You have to just... Play it from start to finish, find all the library cards, and, and finish it up to get that, quote, good ending, which is the exact same ending, but it gives you, like, a message saying, hey, good job, you found all the library cards. Like, it's really, uh, for the sake of collecting, it's great, but you're not missing anything. I I always like to find out, like, oh, is this, you know, if I do this special thing, will I see an extra boss? Is there a whole second set of levels? Is there something extra that I'd miss out on? And the short answer is, other than a message saying you did a great job, you played the whole game. You saw what you needed to see. Sure, there's more things to collect, I suppose, but otherwise, you saw everything you could need to see uh, in Page Master. Um, and I would say, if I had this cool spot in um, Comic Zone, while I did like Comic Zone, it's it's difficult in a different way. Uh, this is kind of a nice, at least at the start, kind of a, a much breezier game if you don't care about collecting everything and are just trying to get through the levels. Yeah, I also didn't realize that there's like 86 levels or something ridiculous like that in the game and i never got to see all of them yeah there's branching paths and unless you decide to go back and explore every level to find some of those paths but also you know revisit because you don't have to hit every level in the first world book alone i guess the the horror world book it after the first level it splits into two different paths and you can go back and revisit those levels you didn't do but you don't have to and so I, i guarantee a lot of people never did and didn't see all the levels i mean the good news is once you've seen the theme a book has it's just more modern, you know, more different variants on that same theme, but it's still neat to play all the levels. They all do have a little bit different to them. So, um, well, I'm, I think we have a lot to talk about with this game. And so we're going to get on that very soon, but before, um, before I get Jeremy and Billy in here, uh, is there anything you do online that you'd like to promote or tell anyone about? Um, not really. I've been, I mean, the, your guys discord has been a fantastic place that I've really enjoyed the past couple months. It's been a lot of finding people to game with and people with common interests. So, I mean, promote that the most you can. And as far as me, I don't really have that big of an online presence. I kind of have a YouTube channel with some boss videos that I've done, but it's nothing big. So I would just stick with the, your guys' Discord and what you guys are pumping out as far as the community. It's been great. Oh, well, thank you. Um, did you want to talk about your Twitch stream at all? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it's starting out small but um it's the same name tron cats on twitch and i try to do stuff every once in a while and i do a lot of stuff with uh the green mullet someone else part of your community and i yeah you've tuned in a couple times so it's uh it's going it's a lot of dark souls right now but i have fun doing it so yeah, well, definitely uh, find Troncats on Twitch, but also he is on our Discord. It's always linked in the description of the podcast. Uh, but thank you, Troncats, for giving this game, and I guess we'll hear what Billy and Jeremy think. Yeah, can't wait to hear it. Uh, 
So as Troncats mentioned, who is the person who recommended this game that we just heard from, uh, he had this on Genesis. Now, we tried to play this on Genesis, but we could not find a working version of it that we could do. But we did play the Super Nintendo version. So I do want to at least stress, if you if you're, if you played this along with us and you played the Genesis version, I have heard the controls are not quite as tight on the Genesis. And that's saying something, because I don't know if I'd say the controls on this are very tight God as well. Had either of you played or seen the movie Page Master that this game is based on? I, you know, this is one of those where I think when you first mentioned it, I said, wasn't this based on something? I thought this was based on a cartoon. Uh, but then uh, when I got online, it all came back to me. Yes, the, the damn the Macaulay Culkin film, uh, you know, back when they were trying to fucking work that kid as fucking hard as they could and get what they could out of him. Um off, based off his Home Alone fame, uh, I never saw the film, and I, I did not know a, a game existed um, un, until now. Um, so I can't, I can't, you know, speak to how how well of a movie adaptation it is. Uh, but it did probably do the game a little bit of disservice in that I instantly went to those sort of expectations you have uh, for for a a, a movie adaptation. <laughs> I did not watch the movie, but I did hear about it as a, when I was a kid. I just, if it wasn't Disney, I wasn't really interested in it. You know, that's just the kind of kid I was. But from what I see with reviews, it wasn't that well accepted from, from most people anyway. It's kind of, you know, like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game I did see in, at, at my video store, and I would always kind of pick it up and look at it. Because it didn't look too bad on the box. But, you know, like kind of like you, I was like, it's based on a movie. Mm-hmm. It's based on a, not a good movie. So it, you're probably just going to get one of those quick and dirty ports of a game. You know, like the developers just trying to make some money and, and got a license thing from the publisher and, and tossed this out. And uh, we're, that's, that's mostly right. Yeah, it's... it's um you. It, it's definitely one of those. I, I think what left me hopeful was kind of the the premise of the film. It's, it's this kid is like trapped in a library and has to travel through all these books and all these these different adventures. And I said, well, you know, if nothing else, that base that by itself lends itself pretty well to a video game because that already establishes why you would have kind of kind of a level system and why you would, would you would travel from here to there. Uh, so I, I, I think upon, I, I honestly, guys, fuck it. I was grasping for straws. I was trying my best to find what little bit I could to get myself hyped up for this game after learning it was a movie adaptation. But yeah, that, that the premise of the film, I think works really well for a game uh, better than like, Predator, better in Total Recall, better than, than whatever. Uh, this one definitely sets up why you would have levels, why you would go to different places, why you would do this and that. Uh, so I I went into this with a shred of hope, something I don't often do. I had not seen the movie uh, ahead of, of ever, and, and I was trying to find it for this podcast to see if it's mm. very similar, but you can't stream it for free on anything. I found a bunch of YouTube clips I saw enough of the movie to kind of understand oh, what it was. It is a, a you think you think you're gonna get Page Master for free? Um, huh? You know, I you there's enough, for that shit. 
uh, maybe not free, but on a service I pay for. You know, I figured HBO Max, maybe they got PageMaster. Answer, no. No mm. one did. No one has it. Damn. I didn't pay to rent it even anywhere. So I was like, you know what? I, I don't care enough to rent this movie to see because it doesn't really matter if it's necessarily mm. a good or bad uh, version of this this story that the game has. Uh, generally, though, the game does kind of follow the trappings of the movie in that you are playing uh, this kid Richard, who for whatever reason is trapped in this you know storybook worlds. So he has to you know you literally your 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 level select is him running across the pages of a book into these different levels that show up, uh, and then the the idea being just to get from the start of the, at the level to the end of the level where there's like a book that you find as the exit. It's very straightforward and simple in the in the game itself. You have a jump button, you have an action button that will use whatever your your items you picked up are, which you don't start with anything. So at first you think you only have a jump button and nothing else. Uh, and literally it is, it's not a strict side scroller because the levels do scroll up and down. Uh, not quite as big as like a Sonic level, but it's that same idea. You can go back and forth and mm. up and down and all around the level to explore, but they're all very self-contained levels. It's not an open world game by any means. And as you complete the level, you will then shift over to, you know, the, the overworld screen where it might open up one or two paths. And the idea is to go through this book. Uh, there are three different themes total, uh, a horror world, an adventure world, and like a fantasy world, and, and get through all these levels to the end uh, of the game. It's very, I mean, in the same way that Mario is very straightforward, running, jumping, platforming game, this is kind of like that, but again, with those larger worlds, um, instead of a straight, you know, side-scroller left-to-right action that you'd be used to in a game like that. Um this game came out in 1994 at the same exact time as the movie. It was supposed to kind of be released together. The developer on this game was Probe Entertainment, who we've covered before. They did Alien 3, uh, for example, is when we did. It has very similar level design, in fact, to this, where it's kind of that open uh, open level uh, design where each level is self-contained, but they're they're not strict, uh, you know, left to right or even like a set path. You can kind of explore to find stuff. There's hidden secrets. There's extra level exits sometimes that open up other paths for you. Uh, I know that we aren't all a fan of this sort of level design. I don't mind it in this case for this game because the levels aren't massive. This reminds me more of a like a, a later plat 2D platformer on a PlayStation, for example. Something would like Wild Nine or um, Skull Monkey. Mm. Something has kind of some larger levels, but they aren't. It's not like a Sonic where I felt like I had to explore every single thing, but ultimately I'm just trying to go through as fast as possible. This has a little more thought to it. Yeah, because I I think usually on here I'm the first one to complain. About levels like that that just feel so damn haphazard. Um, that, you know, it feels like if you let a kid on Mario Maker, the kind of thing you get. I I was on board a little bit more for these. I feel they're a little better laid out. They kind of make a little more sense. I, I'm still, I'll, I'll admit, I'm still not a fan. Not a very big fan of the uh, the level design on here. But it, it was tolerable. It, it was, we, shit, we've done worse. So I <laughs> that put me off just a little bit, but I, I still was able to progress through these. I didn't feel like I hit that thing like in the Sonic level or, or some other games uh, where I, I felt like I was just missing gigantic pieces of the stage as I progressed along. I, I just don't like these kinds of levels in a platformer. I think I've made that known, you know, anytime we've played a game like this. I think, you know, best case scenarios is kind of like an earthworm gym. And mm. at least, like you said, like these levels are are fairly small. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them in each world, but they are kind of smaller. It's not quite the, the crazy maze stages of Alien 3, but I will say like, the stages in Alien 3 
were better designed. Like this one definitely does that thing where the camera seems like it's a little bit too close or they didn't put the platforms close enough to where you can actually see them a lot of the times. So, mm. you know, there's a lot of, you know, not knowing where you're going. And so you just, you know, should I just jump down? Is there anything down there? And the, the only way to find out is to just drop down there into nothingness. And usually you just fall, either fall into a pit or back to the start of the stage. But sometimes there is a platform there and that's the way you mm-hmm. need to go. It's just that kind of level design that I'm not a fan of. It, did, it re- especially doesn't help that it starts off in this kind of haunted house thing. And I usually like, you know, the whole haunted aesthetic, but I just, oh, yeah. it was a bad place to start the game. A lot of the levels are, are super dark and you're just jumping into pits, uh, trying to figure out where you need to go. But thankfully, like I said, it's it's not too much because the stages are so relatively small. So I didn't get quite as frustrated as I usually do with this kind of level design. Well, the other thing I know it is too much. You know, it is too much though. Not the level design. This floaty fucking jump is too much for me. Uh, This this is a, this is a bad one. This is, this isn't one of those games where, Oh, it's a little bit float. You know what the problem is? He's floaty and he's slidey. This kid has grease on his shoes. Every level's an ice level. As far as the way this kid walks, it's floaty, it's slidey. I I, I think I was able to forgive the level design because the second I hit the jump button, I knew what my main complaint for this game <laughs> was going to be. Uh, we have been lucky so far. We haven't had a game with a, a just horrible floaty jump to it in and in a little bit. But here we are, boys. It's 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 time. See, I I didn't think that the jumping was too bad. I think your mm. default jump when you're in the level is not great because one of the you're early items you get in, in early on is the boots of jumping. So you as you're walking through these levels, you can find some power ups. Mm-hmm. Although I had a real problem figuring out what were power ups. Uh, what was just an item you can use that would be like a, a one-time mm, use item? Mm-hmm. What was just background? I, I, what was just background in the first few levels, especially really like, what can I jump on? Is this yeah, something I can hang yeah. on to? Cause you can hang on to ropes and these hook things, but sometimes you had to really, really aim that perfectly to grab onto a hook or a rope. And I was like, no, it's just background. And then I realized I go back and I'm like, oh no, I can climb that. Or this is, you know, this window is a platform and this other window is not a platform. I, it wasn't consistent, um, but I, I think it gets better in the later levels. I only had that problem really in horror world. Uh, as opposed to adventure or fair or uh, or fairy tale land, the uh, but yeah, as you're going through the level, you start with three lives, and you only if you get hit by anything, you die. You start back at the beginning of the level. There are some checkpoints yeah. in the level, which is another thing I wasn't sure what they were. It looks like a, a bottle, and I was like, how come I can't pick up the shiny bottle? Nothing's doing anything. Oh, it's it's the checkpoint. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't do anything different. It just you walk over it and it's your checkpoint. Um, so either you start back at the beginning of the level or the checkpoint when you die. It's easy to get more levels. There are extra level icons you can find in the levels, uh, like, you know, one-ups. But also, if you get 100 coins, and their coins carry over into each level, um, 100 coins will give you an extra life. There are hidden areas you can find that give you a bunch of coins. If you really explore the levels, there's almost always enough to get an extra life between one or two levels in a row. It, it's not hard early on if you can stock up your lives to make sure you have them for later. The problem is, because you do die in one hit, generally, if you have no items... You can go through lives pretty quick, especially if, like Jeremy said, if you can't mm-hmm. tell where to go in a level, you jump to a pit or there's enemies placed in such a way that you'll jump down. And all of a sudden you get hit by something that runs across the screen. Uh, you know, it, it, it the the 
distance you have before enemies run on the screen where you're running at them is pretty short. So there's a lot of times where if you're just not ready and you don't know the level ahead of time, you're gonna get, you're probably gonna die to something that you you normally would be able to dodge just because you don't know what's coming. Um, it, it's it's a little close in for the kind of game that this is. It's not super close in. Your character's not half the screen or anything. But if it was out just slightly farther, if it scrolled a little sooner, I think that would that would solve that problem. Um, but anyway, so along with extra lives and coins, there are other things you can find in the levels that are permanent power ups. So you have the boots of jumping, which is something you get early on in most levels. Once you have that, your jump goes a little bit higher and it's a little easier to control. You can also then jump off of walls like a, a wall jump, you know, where you kind of go back and forth as long as you hit the jump button at the right time, uh, which is how you get to a lot of hidden areas as well. Uh, if you have the boots of jumping, I didn't think the jump was all that bad. Uh, it's still not great, but I think it's better with the boots of jumping and the game kind of expects mm, you to mm. have it at all times. So that that's one of the reasons I don't think the jump was too bad. Um, along with that, in the early levels in, in Horror World, you can find the eyeball. It's like a bag of eyeballs that then your action item will actually throw essentially projectiles that you can throw at enemies that'll mm -hmm. kill most of them. Uh, you can also grab sticky hands, which I didn't know what this was. Um, I had to look up in the manual what it was, and then once I realized what it was, it's a little <laughs> better. Uh, the sticky hands allow it so that if you jump onto the ceiling, like jump up and hit the ceiling, your character will hang there, and then you can basically, you know, climb your way across the ceiling on certain areas of the game once you have sticky hands. The The downside of all of these items, and you can have the boots of jumping and, and sticky hands and the eyeballs all at once, is every time you get hit, if you have any items, you don't die, but you do lose those items. You lose one at a time. So if you have boots of jumping and sticky hands, you're going to lose sticky hands first, and then you lose boots of jumping second. Hopefully you can find another sticky hands or another something else to keep those boots, because without the boots of jumping, some of the levels are nearly impossible to get through. Um, and, and in later levels, you get different items. You can get swords and helmets uh, in, in the later levels so that you can do more damage. But, but it's still a small handful of items that you will lose if you get hit once. And then some of them don't show up in every level. So it's not like every level has a bag of eyeballs and boots of jumping to find. There may be some levels that have no power-ups at all, and you've got to get through them, and hopefully you have power-ups from previous level. If not, you can probably make it through, but it means you can't get hit once in some of these levels. And, and again, there's things that early on, for example, in the horror world, your enemies are, um, you know ghosts or, or um, there are these like demon things or they are books that will some will jump at you and some will jump up in the air if they just tap you you die and some of the enemies uh, speaking of the jump some of the enemies you can jump on their heads and kill them so for mm -hmm. example the book that runs at you you can jump on its head well the top of it and it will kill it however much like when you're trying to jump on some of the small platforms that you have to be very precise with your jump and it's very easy to miss it but if you do hit it dead on you will take that book and knock it you know poofs into smoke and it goes away. The The book that jumps up in the air, though, you can't jump on that book's head. There is no way to kill it by jumping on it. You'll just die. And you have the only way you find that out is, is to die on those enemies. I mean, it's not like, they're like, oh, that book has spikes on the top, or this enemy has a helmet, so I know I can't jump on it. It's just sometimes you can kill them by jumping on them, and sometimes you can't. And the only way you know that is to try. So I found it better just to assume I couldn't. To, to, the assumption is I could not jump on them, wait till you mm -hmm. have eyeballs, and then just slam that attack button as you run forward like you're playing Contra, and hopefully you'll knock out all the enemies in front of you. Because otherwise, <laughs> especially in some of the levels where you have to go up and down ladders and ropes, you'll get to the bottom, and as soon as you land on the bottom, a book is shooting across the screen at you, or a barrel is rolling down some steps. And if you're not ready for it, it hits you, you lose your boots of jumping, you lose your eyeball bag, or you die, and you have to start over again. It is it is an easy game to get a bunch of lives, but it's also a very easy game to lose those lives. And I, yeah, another game where you lose power ups when you get hit. I absolutely hate it in every game. This game did not, uh, <laughs> did not change my opinion on that in any way. Shape, no. or it doesn't help that, you know, you're talking about jumping on the enemies and just trying trial and error to see if you can actually kill them. 
the hit detection on those enemies is so weird or just the hit boxes that's around them. It's there were times where I I swear to God, I got right square in the middle of one of those enemies and I I took damage. You know, I lost my power up or died. And that happened so many times in this game that I just you know, I just avoided the enemies. It's not like there's a lot of enemies anyway in the levels. You know, I about the only time you'll get hit is if you, you know, those blind hits that Jeremy's talking about, or you drop down on something because it was a blind jump. Most of the time, you can just avoid everything and, and be fine. They're not very fast. They, you know, they there's not too many things that actually fire across the room at you or anything like that. They're just, you know, little walking buddies that, that kind of trot along, and they're mostly harmless if you just jump over them and, and avoid them or ignore them. But yeah, the the uh, the hitboxes and and everything else uh, about like just jumping on enemies and and trying to kill them it's it's just it's messed up. It doesn't really feel right, and it it's not a good strategy just to even try. Well, and and again, I think the game expects that you have played it enough because the levels are short. The game as a whole isn't incredibly long, but the levels are short enough that if you um, you know, played through the first bunch, you know, okay, I'll, I now have my jumping shoes. I won't lose them if I know how to get through these levels. And then you get a bag of eyeballs. And then you can just kind of smash through most of these enemies without even thinking. Just slam that button over and over again while you're moving, and you'll you'll take them out. Um, the, the thing that I liked about these levels, I mean, we sound like we've complained a bunch. But one of the things I did like is they are small enough to explore, and it was fun to find all the little secrets. Uh, one of the things you're looking for along with getting coins for extra lives and power-ups is there are hidden library cards in the game. And you'll find them hidden in corners of the levels. I think there's a bunch of them overall, but you need to have eight total to get the correct ending of the game. So as you're going through these levels and exploring everything, not only are you trying to either avoid the enemies and, and get to the red book at the end that gets you to the next level, uh, but you're also trying to find, you know, in all these little corners, uh, extra lives or coins or these library cards, uh, where the idea is to get these library cards to get the end. I, I like the collectathon part of this because it's not incredibly annoying for a collectathon. I think it's actually pretty pretty straightforward and I like the fact that it's so easy to get extra lives early on that it was, I felt like it was worth it to explore these levels even if all I'm getting is extra lives it's like yeah but that was worth it like it, it wasn't a waste of my time I'm not getting to the end and just seeing that's an area I didn't know I'd get to almost everything does have uh, hidden items where you'd expect them so I did like that and it is easy to avoid most of the enemies uh, in fact and, until I realized I could intentionally jump on some of their heads which I found out by accident I was doing that I was just making sure I jumped and avoided them even though the jump is a little floaty, um, even with the, the boots, I didn't have too many problems avoiding everything. And then again, once you get the weapons, you're like, I'm unstoppable until I accidentally get hit. Uh, so I, I did like that. I also liked the way that the game would unlock more levels. So early on, you know, in, in Horror World, it's kind of, you know, you go through a couple levels and all of a sudden you, you finish a level and now there's on the main map, there's two pathways you can go on. And you can go, you know, one of them will end in a dead end and the other one will continue on to the rest of the map. It's not like these are long levels and you still, again, to get all the power-ups and stuff and the library cards, you want to explore these levels anyway. But I liked that it wasn't just strictly, here's a level, here's an end. Here's a level, here's an end. There is some hidden stuff to find. And in fact, in the second world, in, in Adventure World, which is more like a pirate ship themed set of levels, uh, if you just do uh, the straight path and don't find this hidden exit in one of the levels, you you end up with just four le four worlds and it doesn't go anywhere else, like four levels in the adventure world and you can't go any farther. You have to go back to an earlier level and really explore to find that second exit that will take you to like a bottom path. So I don't know if you guys had a problem with the ways the levels were designed. I liked that, but if it was a longer game or, or had uh, no passwords or no way to kind of restart, it would be a little annoying. 
Yeah, and like I said, that was that, you know, there's there's a couple saving graces with the level design. And what I'm like you said, yeah, they they aren't uh, the longest levels in the world. I, I I keep going back to Sonic, and just some of those levels just dragged on, and and fatigue sets in. It with equal parts fatigue and frustration, which oh, you know, which isn't how you want to play a game. Uh, but yeah, these, like you said, they they stay kind of short, which is merciful. And yeah, like I think you mentioned that that you know the collectibles and whatnot are in very predictable kind of spots. They're, they they, I think you said they're where they should be. Yeah, <laughs> which which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they they are they are logically in a video game. I think if there was something semi-hidden it would be right here and it's there and so it's it, it stays rewarding uh without without getting too frustrating i i did find the game at least did a good job of that if nothing else it never it never let me get to the point to where i was getting too frustrated to enjoy playing through uh there are some parts of this i clearly didn't enjoy but uh, you know there weren't a lot of negative feelings behind it, it wasn't a i can't wait to you know quit playing this piece of shit uh it, it kept me on board for the most part uh there are clearly things i i don't enjoy about it uh but it nothing is too horribly offensive that might be the best thing i can say about the game altogether it's not too horribly offensive not too bad uh you know a lot of things with two in front of it to describe this one it's <sighs> It, it it is what it is it is yeah. exactly what it, it was probably intended to be but you know there's there's stuff in there that i really you know I, it's a good idea mm-hmm. you know like the the different worlds that you know, i really liked seeing what every world oh, yeah. would be you know based around and you know you've you've got the token mode seven stages in there that kind of make no sense but they're in there (laughs) the graphics are good but they're you know they're colorful animations decent it's a you know a a decent game it's right there on the edge of of being like if they just tighten this up here and there uh if if it was just a little bit more cohesive of a game that then we we could be venturing into the good areas but there's just you know you were talking about all the levels even though they they are short there's almost too goddamn many of them like they just it just keeps spreading across the book you know on multiple paths and it's just like good lord where does this end uh and it's just it kind of wears thin after a while you know you even even as a kid i i i kind of wonder like you know was truncats like did he really enjoy everything we haven't heard the interview so maybe he actually did you say that uh, but you know did you really enjoy playing through the entire thing did you kind of get tired of it after a while i for me it you know with that level design and and just how it plays it, it wore out its welcome fairly quickly you know i got to the third world and was like well i think i've seen what page master has to offer here <laughs> well and you did because the game is exactly what it starts out as it's a, a kind of floaty-ish platformer exploring game uh, that is has some small levels that the idea is to do it all in one sitting. I mean, yes, there are passwords for the start of each world. So there's a password for the start of Adventure World. And there's a password for the start of Fantasy World. You can continue. When you do, you start at the beginning of that world as well if you run out of lives. And again, it's not hard to get more, but it's also not hard to run out of lives. The, the, the big thing in this game is they expect you to play it the whole way through in one sitting because those library cards do not uh, transfer to the password. So if let's say you have six 
six library cards, you get to the last world and you die and you continue. Great, you can start at the beginning of that world, but any library cards you've had before are gone. You don't have them. So you're not going to get, quote, the good ending, which if this is the kind of game you're playing, you're trying to get the good ending. Why would you not try to find all the collectibles, try to get the good ending? Um, I will spoil the good ending for you because the good ending is literally the exact same ending, but it says, congratulations, you found all the library cards. Uh, but still, I wouldn't have known that. There, there we go. I would we, have we been... were told we, we needed to spoil more games. Well, so in we, this case, into that. I don't think that's really a spoil. I'm, I'm saving you time. I'm saving you time to say if you're going to play <laughs> this game... And you were determined to get that a good ending because you thought, man, it's going to be this amazing cinematic from the movie. Uh, no, nope. It's just literally a screen of text that says, thank you for, for doing a great job and, and getting all the library cards. And let me tell you, uh, I think this is the most abrupt ending I have ever seen in a game. There is no last boss. There's no there is any a boss. State, there's a, you walk through a nondescript plain stage it, it it's over i i i was floored uh this is one of those uh, when i finished i went to a video <laughs> immediately after to make sure uh that 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 something was not awry with with you know what i was playing on uh it, it's odd uh, did they run out of time I don't know. I don't know if it's they ran out of time or just decided they didn't that that, that wasn't the point of this game. This the point of this game was to get to the the end of the book and just explore and find the library cards. Like it was supposed to be a game targeted at kids, since it was a movie that was targeted at kids, as opposed to being a harder game. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but there are no boss fights. Like you mentioned, there's no final boss. There's no any boss. Each of these worlds this, ends this, kind of the this. same way. You get to the ex end of a level that yeah. looks like any other end of the level, and all of a sudden you have this, as Jerry mentioned, like a mode seven level where you're riding around on a uh, and, and over what looks like a, a sea or whatever, and, and it's just you spin mm -hmm. around and collect coins and get to the end of the level. And I found I, I don't know if you can lose there. I have no idea. I I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think it's just supposed to be pretty and give you something to do to feel like you're transferring between books. But that's it. And then the it's, game, the game literally just stops. You get the end of the third book, yeah. and it's like, yep, you've done it. Great job. And and I mean, before before you know the movie, no no country for old men popularized the non-ending ending. Who knew? Page Master on Super Nintendo <laughs> and Genesis uh, was was the first one. Took the first shot at that. Well, the, the clips of the movie that I did watch, because again, I didn't watch the whole movie, but I saw clips. There are clearly things that could have been bosses. The the the, yeah. the movie has a giant dragon encounter that the main character sort of fights, kind of. But even if it was a game, again, because you don't have weapons all the time. Maybe it's a level you start with weapons all the time. Maybe it's a level where, you know, you have to, like, hit certain triggers or something to, like, cause things to happen. There could have been ways to put bosses in this that would have been at least feel feels like it had a boss level even if it's not that you're actively fighting the boss but you're hitting a bunch of triggers to make something happen or, or he's chasing you through a level or whatever but there's there's none of it it just ends <laughs> and you 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 get to see the ending little little thing where it talks God. about how you're the greatest for getting all these library cards i mean it it's not bad this is not a bad game it's just it, i don't want to say it's like unfinished it just feels like it's it's a game it's made as a movie tie-in hmm it, it feels incomplete. Like it, you're talking about the dragon and the last world, like there's certain levels where you're inside the dragon. And, you know, it, mm -hmm. I, I guess that was the dragon or what they were trying to yeah. go for. But it's just, it's, it's like what, what there's no consistency with what's happening a lot of the time and, and not having the boss like bosses, like that just seems crazy. Like that just seems like they just ran out of time. It's like, well, you know, let them go to the next stage. So there's just 
stuff like that that's you know it kind of blows my mind but it really does feel like they just didn't have time to put that stuff in or or maybe this is the i mean i know we've done some movie tie-in games uh, clearly but this this feels like kind of the nes era of movie tie-ins right you do it you, you get a game you get a license you throw a platformer on it and you just make a bunch of action scenes they just forgot mm. the bosses there's always giant bosses in those games there's none here you don't need them just an explorathon. It's a totally competent game. It just feels like it's missing things that would have made it a great game. And maybe if I loved this movie, I would I would have a different opinion. Maybe I would be like, no, this is great because it follows the story of the movie and it's it's awesome. And I I got but mm, based on what I saw, I don't know if that's the case. I, I think it's just it's fine. It's a movie tie-in game. Uh, Troncats, uh, I know you guys hadn't heard it, but you'll hear it by the time you're listening to this. You would have heard the interview. Uh, he he definitely remembers this more fondly than when he replayed it before us covering it. <laughs> and again, he's playing the Genesis version, which they are the same game. The Genesis and the NES game, uh, Super Nintendo NES game, are made both by Probe. You know, they, they are the same game, but the Genesis version, apparently, not just according to Troncats, but according to online reviews, did have a worse jump, Billy. So you're in luck. We skipped out on the on the Genesis mm, version for you. Jesus. Um, no comments on the music, but I'm sure we can all assume it's probably not as good. Oh, get the hate mail started in 2023 <laughs> off right. But uh, but no, thank you, that Troncats. Wasn't for, oh, that sorry. wasn't for me, by the way. I had no influence on that. But yeah, it, it's... It's fine. I can see why someone would recommend this. And Troncats, thank you for recommending it to us. Uh, again, if you're a big fan of Page Master or just like kind of explorer platformers, I guess give it a shot. But otherwise, this is probably one everybody can skip. So thanks again, Troncats. I always like when we get games uh, requested that we've never played before. And this is one that none of us had. Again, if you're interested at all in us covering your game or getting bo three bonus shows a month, check out our Patreon. The link is always in the description of this podcast. But more importantly, you can also go to Retrovania.net. And there you'll find not only a link to that Patreon, but also to our social media accounts and our YouTube channel, everything Retrovaniacs. But at the very bottom, there is a form you can fill out and it'll let you send questions into the show, and we're going to answer them on the show like we're going to do right now. We are, and I'm not going to go by and not mention that a certain site was updated for the first time in like six oh months God. the other day. <laughs> so hopefully now that I've, I've got my energy back and I can do more, uh, I'll keep that more updated. You know, how many times have I said that before on this podcast? <laughs> so, what episode uh, are we on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're up to like 23, I think, at this time. Um, but yeah, let's get started here with Jay King, and he wants to know about Final Fantasy. Hey guys, so I've got somewhat of a shameful video game secret. I've never actually played a Final Fantasy game. It has always seemed intimidating to me with how much lore and story the series has. I'm told 7 is the best, so should I play the original or remastered? Are there any entries that are a must-play? P.S. Very glad to hear Jeremy G is recovering well. Oh, thank you. Um, all right. As far as I'm not the most in depth Final Fantasy guy. I, I've played. Uh, oh God, seven was the one I put the most time into. But you know, six I loved. Um, I don't know if they do. Do they count the later ones? Like fifteen? Does that even count? I don't know. I loved fifteen. God damn it! Um, great fishing. I like 14, uh, pretty decent fishing. I guess from I guess from 14 on, I just judge a Final Fantasy game by the quality of the fishing in it. Um, but no, I seven, I guess, um, is considered by many to be the best. And then there's a militant group that says it was 
it's not. Um, but I don't know. It. I, I guess going back, if you're going to play a version of it, um, it's kind of what kind of experience you want. If you want like the traditional JRPG experience, you would you would definitely have to do the original because uh, remake is 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 not that. I, I love the way combat is in remake, but they are they are very different thing. Yeah, I think if you ask. Uh every different podcast you'll get a different answer on which one to play uh, in general either seven or seven remake but also any final fantasy um if you like that traditional jrpg yeah play seven or i mean honestly six everyone swears by six my shameful final fantasy uh, secret is i've never finished six i've started it two thousand times Mm. i've never finished it um but not for lack of liking it i just get sidetracked by a shiny new thing and go back to that but seven is seven is fine. The, the original version of seven, like Billy said, remake is good, uh, but it's more active active battle, like all the more recent Final Fantasies. I, I think if you're looking to play one, and you've never played one before, six or seven is probably the best choice. I personally love twelve, but again, it's another one that's got more of a of a real time combat as opposed to to turn based. Ten, uh, I think, is actually a really solid game, but at the same time, uh, it's the least. I think it's the weirdest setting, and I think the characters are are arguably the second worst in the series. Uh, maybe third if you count thirteen. Um, but but either way, six or seven is probably one to go. And I would say play the original seven if you've never played one. Although I do think remake is great. It also doesn't have an ending. I mean, it, it does have a you know stopping point, but it doesn't finish. You know, you're not you're not getting the full story if you play just remake. And who knows when mm-hmm. that will be finished. I'd say if you're wanting the more modern game experience and you can't really, if you never really played a JRPG and you don't know about the turn-based battle stuff, it's kind of hard to go back to those things. You know, we we played them, but if there's, you know, people out there that hasn't mm. played a Final Fantasy game or or some sort of JRPG that's, that's like that, like Dragon Quest or whatever, it's probably pretty rough to even go back and try to play one of those, so... I, I would say Final Fantasy Remake, if you want a more modern experience. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 13 ain't bad. It's, uh, it's a pretty decent little game. And um, I, I'm trying to think, like, the uh, Crisis Core is out, isn't it? Yes, Crisis Core is out. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good spot to start if you want to go into 7, because that's actually like a prequel to 7. And it plays very well. They've updated a lot of stuff from the PSP. The, the graphics are much better. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's games like that that I think would would probably work better if you're wanting the more modern game. But if you're wanting to go back and experience it like we did, uh, yeah, go go pick up Final Fantasy VI. That's, that's a hell of a game. It's like 150 hours long, but if you got the time, it's it's worth it. And as far as lore goes, Final Fantasy doesn't really have much lore. I mean, you got Moogles, Chocobos, and Sid and the summons and that's pretty much what's in every game and they're all completely different in every mm-hmm. single one of them so it's you're not really you know missing out on on lore from game to game to game they're all kind of self-contained experiences so yeah i think that's that's probably the way to go in in my opinion anyway so thank you jay king for writing in our next question comes from kyle but i don't think it's our kyle and he's wanting to know very long fan mail i love you guys And this one is a bit long, so brace yourselves. Recently discovered you guys, and I'm working my way through the backlog, and I'm on episode 48 right now. I drive thousands of miles a month, so should should be caught up by the end of August or early September. Yes, that's that's how long this 
question has been in the backlog. <laughs> I just want to say that the writers of this show really do a good job with pacing and characters. The first season's plots were all really great and tied up nicely. Jeremy P. finally got his PS4. Billy ate crow about the Switch after going on a tirade about it. <laughs> But how will his eye problems be resolved? I remember that. Jesus. Or will they the writers <laughs> Or will the writers simply ignore that plot thread? Jeremy G finally finished a Zelda game, but it was on the Wii U. No, it was not. It was on the Switch. Thank you very much. So does that even count? And as someone from Maryland who now lives in the South, I'm glad to see two characters on the show represent those areas. Let's go O's. <laughs> there best best letter we've ever gotten. I gladly ate that crow, by the way. <laughs> you, gladly. You it, it was an honorable eating of crow. You did mm -hmm. a good job. Continuing, I listen to the new podcasts as they come out, and this newest season is awesome. It sounds like I'm only a few episodes away from a landmark Black Bass episode. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> uh, you're, if you've already got there, yeah. You, you know what you... That was special. Now looking forward to how long it takes the guys to try a real racetrack hot dog. As someone who has visited literally thousands of gas station, racetrack hot dogs are the best on the roads. Yeah. Better than Sheets, Wawa, QT, or anything else, especially a suicide dog from Dairy Queen. Two final questions. It looks like y'all are still producing Patreon episodes. The app shows nothing after 2021, but you mentioned them on the Oops All Mail episode this week, but I like to cover all of my bases. What kind of content do y'all cover on there? Just more games, actual good games, unlike Young Merlin, or broader gaming subjects? And question number two, have you heard of Terranigma for the Super NES? It's like Link to the Past, but much, much better, in my opinion. Well, goddamn. What? A much hey, grander man. scope. Better I, I, I've never tried it. Better graphics, music, controls, combat, and just like Link to the Past, on steroids. It's worth a look and, in the, and is a top five game on the Super NES, but hmm. just a shame we never legally got it in the USA. I don't know if you'd play it on the podcast because it's a good game. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> But if you did, you wouldn't regret it. Thanks so much for the great content, guys. Looking forward to finishing the backlog soon. Man, that, whew, that was a long one. And yes, um, if it's a good game, chances are uh, that, that does not meet our prerequisites for games. But no, it, it, that sounds interesting. I, I'm definitely going to, definitely gonna, as a big Link to the Past fan, I, I won't pass judgment. On your your scandalous comments, quite yet. Um, I'll get an educated, educated uh, look at it, and then I'll then I'll return and let you know. I'll definitely have to look that one up. But no, not aware about it otherwise. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that was released in North America, but it was not. So I must uh, I'll have to find a way to check that out because it does look really cool, and I would like to give it a shot at some point. Uh, I would disagree that we only cover bad games. It just turns out that we've got some bad games in, in the mix of games that we enjoy. We're also not just going to sit here and say every game is wonderful. We're going to say what we don't like, but I, don't, I also don't think we just sit here generally and just poop all over these games for a solid no. hour, but who knows. Uh, as far as the Patreon question, uh, I promise you I didn't submit this, just talk about the Patreon some more. Uh, if you are not seeing the patron shows they are a separate feed they are not on our made feed uh because we're going through um patreon as opposed to doing it on our we we host through podbean you can technically do like a pay thing through podbean and then it would show up on the main feed i guess if you pay extra i don't know how that works so with patreon 
it's a separate feed completely. When you join the Patreon, you can either stream the episodes on Patreon or um, you can add it to most podcast apps, but it will still show up as a separate feed, the Retrovaniac Secret Show feed. It's basically just more game coverage for the most part. It's it's episodes like these, except without mail and without the intro where we talk about what we're, what we're playing. It's literally just half an hour to an hour of us talking about a game. Uh, and then we also, once a month, we'll, we'll probably throw on something that's a little different. Maybe it's not three games that month. Maybe it's two game reviews and then Billy and I talk about a fishing game for half an hour or whatever. But it's always something, you know, three three shows that are not on the main feed, um, but that's why you wouldn't see anything. I think the only show on the main feed is probably the Burger Time show, which I put up to kind of show that we're going to be doing these. Uh, and then the rest will not show up. So they are available. Uh, again, the link to the Patreon is in the description of this episode, but also on Retrovania.net. Um, but yeah, if, if you're interested, uh, there's a, almost 100 episodes now uh, on there that are not available on this main feed of different games and such. Yeah, so check that out, Kyle, if you want to get in on our Patreon episodes. Uh, like Jeremy mentioned at the, the beginning of this episode, you can kind of sign up for January and basically get it all for free for this month. You don't have to stay a member or anything like that. Just to, if you want to check it out, if you like it, hang around. We've got more coming up, and we promise they'll be on time now. <laughs> we've done a pretty good job with the Patreon. I think oh, yeah. we've, we've hit all of our goals. Uh, I think December was just really the biggest shit show that we've ever had to deal with uh, since we started this. So, yeah, I, I, we, we do a pretty good job of getting all our stuff out there. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kyle, for writing in. We're glad you're you're working your way through the backlog. Mm. Anyway, our next question mm. comes from Parson Moffat, <sighs> and he's wanting to know about Castlevania mm. on Netflix. It sounds familiar. Hey, it's new... Yeah. yeah, I know. It kind of sounds familiar. Let's Let's see if he gives us any clues here. Hey, new guy here. I found your podcast thanks to a TikTok account where a dude fixes Pac-Man cabinets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's so cool and so hot. You're so lucky to know him. I started a petition, a petition to put him on more shows. It has 100,000 signatures. Wow. Just, you can't see it. Oh, okay. That's believable. I mean, he's, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, you know, I think, I think he knows what he's doing there. Anyway, here's my question. Have you seen the trailer for the new Netflix Castlevania show? I'm real excited for the story to continue with Richter. While the first show had its flaws, most glaringly the omission of an, of an entire character in Grant, I thought it was very well done and wrapped up nicely. If this one is as good, perhaps we can see more of the timeline. Soma Cruz, Simon Belmont, and possibly even the fight in 1999 with Julius Belmont that supposedly ended, ended Dracula for good. It's been said that a game couldn't do it justice. Perhaps the show could. Are you as excited as I am? And if not, why are you do wrong and dumb? Hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I have nothing uh, that a good faith after the, you know, the, pre, the previous Castlevania series, which I thought was incredibly well done. Uh, I, I'm not like the biggest Castlevania fan in the world, as far as, you know, playing through all, all the games. Um, but yeah, I, I really love that one. I, I love the direction it took. Um, uh, it told a pretty, pretty complete story, did a pretty damn good job of it. Um, and it did in a really kind of gruesome and, and serious manner. So yeah, I mean, if there, there's more to come, I'm, I'm on board. I, I'll, I'll take all that you can give me. Yeah. I liked the first, the first show. Um, I, I didn't get through all of it, uh, just because I, 
it was so it was so long in between each, and I would watch them in bulk. Like I just sit there and stream mm-hmm. them all in a block, and then I have to be like, "What happened?" I have to go back and rewatch these again. But I did like it, um, so I definitely will watch the new season uh, at some point. I'm way behind on every show I want to watch, but I, I'm I'm excited. But you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I don't have a lot of <sighs> Netflix keeps, keeps canceling shows lately, so I'm like, <laughs> I hate to get mm-hmm. attached to a new show mm-hmm. that they're not going to get all the way through. But hey, if it's a full season, I'll give it a shot. See how I, see if I like it. But I'm sure based on the previous ones, I'd be excited. Maybe along with getting Soma Cruise, maybe this will be like where we get the story of of Castlevania '64, but in cartoon form. That would be perfect. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I've only ever watched like the first episode, and it was good. I liked it, but I never really it. I think I started the second one, and it just didn't quite hook me. So I, I need to catch up on it. I know my brother, he, he's watched it, and he constantly says how, how great it is. So maybe I'll, I'll do that. I, I just now actually finished Edge Runners, so that, which was great. And I, I need something else to watch at night, so maybe I'll just plow my way through that. I, I, do you guys know who this guy is talking about as far as like the, the Pac-Man guy? Oh, I, you know, I, I, know, I know it. I know a guy that does arcade machines, but he he never has Pac-Man, so it, it can't be him. Hmm. Well, I guess we we'll just have to not know then. I guess we won't. <clears throat> Next question comes from Phil McCracken, and he's wanting to know about rage quits. <laughs> Hello, podcasters. Are you okay with your Billy? <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. All right. Hello, podcasters. What then? Mouth scream. Um, oh jesus love the show what game have you played that made you rage quit the hardest or just induce the biggest amount of rage overall goodbye that's (laughs) the best ending question we have ever had that's it even give a name yeah yeah, it's phil mccracken phil mccracken oh that's right i blacked out after that um I mean, historically, I am the absolute worst at rage quitting. Uh, I'm not as bad now. I still get angry and stop, but I don't actually break anything. But as a child, I was the guy that would, hey, that guy broke his Nintendo controllers again. That was me. I would throw things. I would get furious at almost every game. Uh, but that that's more just a, a problem with me, not a problem with the game. But as an adult, uh, the only things that really cause me to really, really rage quit, it's not when I die on a game that... Like Sekiro, for example, I'm on the last boss, and I have been on the last boss now for almost two years, and I'm never going to beat him. Yeah. I'm never going to get any better. <laughs> I'm, I've I've tried, I've tried for for two years, not consistently every day sitting down for two hours, but I'll pick it up after a couple weeks and I'll try a couple rounds. And I'm like, yep, I still absolutely stink at this, and I have to basically restart the whole game to get the end. But that didn't that doesn't cause me to rage quit. Games that are supposed to be hard or that I'm just not good enough at, but I'm just literally standing there to retry that fight over and over again, no problem. But if I'm playing something, and I this happened to me uh, earlier this week playing Etrian Odyssey, and I forgot to save, and it doesn't autosave, and mm. I got stuck in a place where I couldn't escape, I had no way to like warp back to town, I didn't have the right items, I had to, I was surrounded by enemies that are large enough that it's like, don't fight these guys, and I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, I could have run out of battle, but then it would put me right back on the screen where I can literally see I'm surrounded by four guys, and I have nowhere to move. I had nothing I could do other than die, and lose basically two hours of playing through this map and and getting power-ups and stuff that I have to go back and do again, that causes me to rage quit. I didn't throw anything. I just literally screamed loudly to the world, 
closed the 3DS and and went outside because I was so mad that I forgot to save. Like I, that was rage quitting on my own like mistake, my own lack of care to be like, yeah, I don't need to save, and then getting stuck in a hole like that. That's the only thing now that'll really cause me rage quit. Or I guess the other thing is if if a game glitches out on me, which is not too often anymore, but it does happen, and I'll I'll freak out when that happens because it's like it's almost like if if you're watching a movie and someone just walks in front of you and turns the TV to something else, right? Or like like a live sporting event or something where you can't you can't rewind it. That's what happens when a game glitches out and it just freezes and locks up. I lose my patience completely when that happens. I I guess for me, it's not the 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 old reasons I would uh, you know back. Let's talk about early you know modern warfare. Modern Warfare two days, not not the not the newer ones, but you know the old ones, the three sixty days. Yeah, I, I, I'd leave them fucking second um, if I was if I was on the severe losing end. You know, I, I I didn't really I didn't yell, I didn't break anything. I would just quietly back away because uh, because I knew that was probably what was going to come next. Uh, nowadays, not not a lot really gets me. Um, the kind of rage quit. Uh, maybe, uh, God, I would think the closest things. It, I don't even really have recent examples, or just maybe games that uh, control poorly. I, I decide, I actively decide to play through anyway. Uh, when you know it's kind of on me at that point. Uh, I, I think uh, an older example. I've, I've spoken this one several times. Was that Alone in the Dark on the 360? Uh, that one got. Uh, there's a driving stage in particular that, you know, nearly, yeah, nearly fucking killed. It it just about did. Uh, That was one of those I perpetually would just would try every day. And then I I got multiple days worth of rage quits out of that stage. Um, Another one, uh, 360 also, I I think Jeremy may have been right there with me. Uh, Old Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Oh my God. Certainly, um, raised my ire on more than one occasion. Uh, that's just because it was a damn hard game, and I thought a lot of things that occurred there were very unfair towards me. Uh, so it's usually just things like that. Um, whether it's a game that is just really difficult, and and uh, it's like you said with Sekiro. Okay, it's a hard fucking game. I'm meant to die here over and over again. Um, but just games where I feel like I'm kind of being kind of hampered by the controls, maybe a little bit, or that are just outright broke. Um, in the case of in the case of Alone in the Dark, I think that's about all that gets like really gets me fired up nowadays. I, I'm pretty good at rationalizing now that it's just my lack of skill. I I'm kind of like Billy. I I don't really. Go crazy usually when I'm mad at a game. You know, I don't have too many gamer moments where I'm just screaming obscenities or anything like that. But I I do get to the point where I just I, I can't do it anymore. And mm-hmm. I think the most recent one for me is is Sekiro. That one, it, it's not because it it made me so I, I like I didn't really get super mad with it, but I just don't get it. It doesn't click with me, and it pisses me off because I'm like the biggest Dark Souls fan. I love mm. their games, and I want to play through this game, and I've tried three or four times now, starting over, 
just trying and being like, what am I missing here? What is, what am I doing wrong? Just waiting for it to click. And it never has. And it, I just get so disappointed with myself. I just turn it off and uninstall it and, and just give up and be like, all right, this is the last time I'm not going to play this anymore because obviously it's just not for me. Um, but there was a, there was a little game called Mercs 2 that, uh, oh, that me and Billy sat through. Yeah. And we, yeah, we, we have so talked we about it many times. Yeah, yes. we endured. I don't know why we did, but we did the entire oh. fucking game. Yeah. But towards the very end, uh, one of the last missions is Ugh. a rooftop rescue. Yes. It is the worst design level in the history of levels. <laughs> it's at yeah, best it, you it, can die. You'll die a lot. At worst, it will just completely break. Yeah. Um, I, I, my favorite was you're, you're rescuing someone off this rooftop and it was a, it was a son of a bitch to get on that rooftop. The absolute highlight though, is when we made it and, uh, the person we intended to rescue jumped, <laughs> walked, walked <laughs> right off that damn rooftop. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think the developers had that in mind as a possibility. Uh, but, but there it was in front of us. It, it was, it was heartbreaking because I think up to that point we had tried it like a dozen times and, yeah. and then that happened. And I think we just kind of stared at the screen and <laughs> there was, there was nothing else we and could did do. did it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. That one, that was probably the most angry I've ever got. I, I think even like Billy said, like at some point he's like, I got to stop. I can't, I can't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But eventually we did it and it was the easiest thing ever. Like did it no problem. It only took us like 20 tries to do it. And mm-hmm. finally the game allowed us to get through it. But that one was rough. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I just don't have too many games where I've uh, really gotten mad at. I, you know, Super Meat Boy, it's, it's hard, mm. but I wasn't really mad at it. You know, I, I was mm. just like mad at myself because I know I can get through this fucking level. But yeah, that's, uh, that's probably about as much raging as we do, especially now that we're old and diseased and, can't really have all those rage quits anymore because mm. we we'll probably keel over and die at this point. But yeah, thanks for writing in, Phil McCracken. Nice <laughs> to hear from you. Goodbye. No, that was the end of the show. That's we play the music and that's the end of it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it would fit with the ending from that fucking game. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we should just be in the middle of talking and then you go to the music. No, wait, we're actually still here. We're we're getting close though. And our last question of the night comes in from Hard One Surefoot. The names are getting, we're, we're getting good names. Is that a Hobbit? This episode. I don't know. Somebody write in, let us know if Hard One Surefoot is a Hobbit or not. <laughs> and uh, he's wanting to say, uh, we can make it worse. If you were forced to make the worst game that people absolutely hated, what would it consist of? Don't say Gemfire. Mine could have been, <laughs> mine would have a crappy static camera with tank controls that makes the player do slide puzzles and blind jumps while oh. the text rolls super slow and is unskippable. And at the end, the conversations, the shall I repeat what I just said prompt comes up to, too fast and the cursor is set on yes. So you get stuck in a loop of mashing A and repeating dialogue. Also, Jeez. a bad fishing minigame. Well, I mean, we can't say gemfire 
Um, so yeah, uh, that would just mean uh, rings of power, basically. Um, yeah, that, that would be the one for me. But no, um, I think uh, give me a side scroller um, with with the sound is powered by the Genesis. Um, I want a good I want a good fucking floaty jump, but I don't want it to be consistent. Like sometimes you stick up there like Princess Peach and Mario 2 and other times you just go straight up and come straight down. I want a very unpredictable jump in which you can never fully line up a leap from platform to platform. I want to slide all over the fucking place. And I don't know, I want to be, I want knockback to to be about half the screen when you get hit. And, and, and yes, I, I also think we should probably throw in a slide puzzle. Uh, you know, you got to, right? I agree with him. We need a slide puzzle. Oh, we can't put in a bad fishing mini game because there's no such thing. Uh, any fishing mini game is usually welcome. And I imagine it could only improve uh, this game over time. And also, um, instead of a last boss, you just finish a stage and the game ends. Uh, that's I, I just recently had that idea. Uh, so let's run with that one, too. I want like a, a, a solid like first level side scroller but then every level after that they add things that i absolutely don't like so the second level would be a minecart stage that you can't skip things for you have to go all the way through these mm -hmm. minecart sections that are mm -hmm. perfectly timed or else you have to repeat it over and over again uh, i want to be able to have items you have to collect on the first level that you need in the last level but they're very hidden and if you don't have them you can't win the game and you have to start over again uh, i'm a big fan of that uh, also and i think you mentioned this uh slow text where it slowly goes across the bottom. You can't speed up or skip it. Uh, any any cutscenes, you can't skip them. You got to watch them every time. And they and they have to be in the middle of a section that you have to already do a bunch of stuff to get to. So you you have to like mm. fight your way through this level, mm -hmm. get to a cutscene that you have to watch, and it's like two minutes long. And then there's got to be some kind of very difficult boss fight or something afterwards. So you have to do it over and over again. Nothing I like more than that. Um, and then. For no reason, I would like a fighting game engine thrown in towards the very end uh, to guarantee that I have Jeez. absolutely no enjoyment from the game. And that would be that would be my perfect disaster game. And I would probably still stream it and play through it on uh, on Twitch. I want that fighting game, and I want every character to be completely senseless as far as design. I want a terrible art style. I want the gameplay to be kind of like uh, the original Street Fighter. And I also want you to be able to jump with a button instead of pressing up. Also, the, if you, uh, the block button, you have to have a block button. And mm -hmm. God, what else? Every move is a charge move. And the hitboxes on the other character are so fucking terrible that you don't even know if you're hitting them or not. Also, you got to have a, a fucking last boss that is impossible to beat because he's so cheap. So basically clay fighter, but you know, a little bit worse, but yeah, I can't really think of anything worse for me. I, I played a lot of bad fighting games and as far as like <laughs> shitty games go, fighting games are up there as, as for the, the shittiest I've ever played. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you. Hard one. Surefoot. Hope you're having fun in the Shire. 
we're going <laughs> to have fun in bed tonight because that's where a lot of us need to fucking Whoa. go. It's well, we're, it's, we're, we're no. entering retrofaniacs after dark. Well, yeah, true. But, you know, instead of anything sexy happening, we just, you know, take sleeping pills and go to sleep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want to write in and have us answer your question, head over retrovania.net, the newly updated retrovania.net, where mm. you can scroll all the way down to the bottom and fill out the absolute best contact form you have ever seen in your life. You know, instead of having sex with us, you can have sex with the contact form. Write us fan fiction. That's, you know, we need something don't, in our lives at this that. point. We're going to get pages of fan fiction. Okay, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for writing in, everyone, and we will see you next time. Oh, I took my line, but that's what we're going to oh, do. Oh, no, we I'm sorry. I didn't time. mean to end the oh, show. It's oh, quite sorry. okay. Oh. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>